0: July 15th. As we look into the New Testament today, we'll be reading from the book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 25. We'll go through chapter 8, verse 8. We'll see that God judges honestly and without partiality, and no secret is hidden from him. Are you prepared? Paul, the attorney, summarizes his case in chapter 3 of Romans. All are condemned, both Jews and Gentiles alike. Religious and irreligious are guilty before God, and one is no better than the other. Paul quotes from Psalms and Isaiah to show that from head to foot, we are all lost sinners. Do you uh, really want to argue about this? Then your mouth has not been stopped. God cannot save you until you say, guilty, until you agree with Him and close your mouth. And with that, Let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. July 15th, Romans chapter 2, verse 25 through chapter 3, verse 8. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision is worth something only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law won't God give them all the rights and honors of being His own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will be much better off than you Jews who are circumcised and know so much about God's law but don't obey it. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you've gone through the Jewish ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God, And true circumcision is not a cutting of the body, but a change of heart produced by God's Spirit. Whoever has that kind of change seeks praise from God, not from people. Then what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the Jewish ceremony of circumcision? Yes, being a Jew has many advantages. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. True, some of them were unfaithful. But just because they broke their promises, does that mean God will break His promises? Of course not. Though everyone else in the world is a liar, God is true. As the Scriptures say, He will be proved right in what He says, and He will win His case in court. But some say, our sins serve a good purpose, for people will see God's goodness when He declares us sinners to be innocent. Isn't it unfair, then, for God to punish us? That is actually the way some people talk. Of course not. If God is not just, how is He qualified to judge the world? But some might still argue, how can God judge and condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights His truthfulness and brings Him more glory? If you follow that kind of thinking, however, you might as well say that the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned, yet some slander me by saying, this is what I preach. Today we're reading Psalm 11, verses 1 through 7. We'll see that David was in great difficulty. Around him the archers were getting ready to shoot. Under him the foundations of society were shaking. What should he do? What would you do? When you're in that kind of situation, your first thought may be to get away as fast as you can. Even David's friends advised him to act like the bird and fly away. It is right to flee from temptation, but not from duty. Big difference. Instead of flying away like a frightened bird, you should trust God and mount up with wings like eagles trusting in the Lord fully. If the foundations are destroyed... Lay the foundations again. That's what Ezra did, and what each new generation may have to do. David became king of Israel and laid the foundations for a godly society. After all, God is still on his throne. He hasn't moved and will one day judge the wicked. If you love righteousness, God is on your side. It is always too soon to quit. Psalm 11, verses 1-7 through For the choir director, a psalm of David I trust in the Lord for protection. So why do you say to me, Fly to the mountains for safety? The wicked are stringing their bows and setting their arrows in the bowstrings. They shoot from the shadows at those who do right. The foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? But the Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord still rules from heaven. He watches everything closely, examining everyone on earth. The Lord examines both the righteous and the wicked. He hates everyone who loves violence. He rains down blazing coals on the wicked, punishing them with burning sulfur and scorching winds. For the Lord is righteous, and He loves justice." Those who do what is right will see his face. Proverbs 19, verses 10 through 12, It isn't right for a fool to live in luxury, or for a slave to rule over princes. People with good sense restrain their anger. They earn esteem by overlooking wrongs. The king's anger is like a lion's roar. But his favor is like dew on the grass.